praise you, Lord, I praise you, oh, I praise you, yes, I praise you, how I praise you, my precious Lord. I love you, Lord, I love you, oh, I love you, yes, I love you, Lord, I love you, my lovely Lord. You are worthy, Lord, you're worthy, oh, you're worthy, so worthy, oh, you're worthy, most holy Lord. John chapter 20, verse 1. Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. Very important verse. Early morning, and when was that early morning? While it was still dark. So for many of us, our early morning differs, right? For some people, 9 o'clock is early morning. For some people, 7 o'clock is early morning. For some people, 6 o'clock is early morning. So the Spirit of the Lord specifies over here. Early morning is, you know, what kind of early morning Mary Magdalene went? It was early morning while it was still dark. That means it could have been 4 o'clock. It could have been 3 something. Mary Magdalene got up while it was still dark and she got herself ready. So it took preparation. So even before she went out, you know, before it was dark, she got herself ready, got the things that she needed to take. I'm sure she wouldn't have even slept through the night. Her heart was after Jesus Christ. And she was waiting. She said, I need to go. I need to go. I need to go. When can I go? And when she saw the time, she said, I'm going now. And she went while it was dark. I want to tell you something. Sometimes people think women cannot do everything. Right? They think women are limited. Women can't do everything. God shows in his word that women can do everything. If we have the desire to pursue God and his kingdom, we can do everything. If women can do everything, then men can do a lot more, right? They can do everything too because we are created in the image of God. Over here, Jesus Christ had 12 disciples and he had many other disciples too. But who took the initiative here? A woman. A weaker vessel. She didn't give excuses. She didn't say, I'm a woman, especially back in those days. In that culture, woman, usually she does not go by herself. She needs somebody. Do you know what? Nobody at that time was brave enough to go out. Everyone was so scared because they thought they killed Jesus of Nazareth. They're going to come after us also because we are his disciples. They were afraid to link up with Jesus Christ. Link themselves with Jesus Christ. But this one woman, she decided, she said, I'm going. Even if they have to arrest me, even if they have to kill me, no matter what it is, I'm going. Do you see that this woman, if you look at even the other Gospels and even this Gospel, you see, Mary Magdalene was at the foot of the cross. She was there when Jesus died. She was a follower of Jesus Christ. You know from when? When Jesus Christ delivered her from her demon possession. She had seven devils, the Bible says. Jesus Christ delivered her from demon possession. Seven devils. She was not a saint when she came to Jesus. She had seven devils in her. But when she came to Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ healed her and delivered her from all those demons. She was one of those rare cases who said, I will follow you, Lord, from now till the day I die. And she kept her promise. She started following when she got well. She came to Jesus for healing. And she didn't get the healing and go back. There are a lot of people we see. They come for prayer, they get the healing, and then they run away. They go and they do their own thing. They live their own lives. Forget the Lord who healed them. But Mary Magdalene was not a woman like that. She came to Jesus. She got delivered from demon possession. By the way, demon possession is not an ordinary thing. It's not an oppression. Possession is very, very tormenting. It takes hold of the body of the person itself. But the person cannot even think for themselves anymore. She didn't have one demon. She had seven devils in her. When she came to Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ delivered her from all those demons. She became a very grateful woman. Not just a woman. Grateful woman of God. A follower of God. A female disciple. 
Now I know I'm not speaking in a women's meeting, you know, or a women's gathering, but there's a specific purpose why Jesus is bringing this to us. It applies to both genders. We're just looking at her quality, her nature, her tenacity, her love, and her gratefulness for the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, you gave me my life. I was dying while I was living. But you took me out of my depth. You gave me a new life, a brand new life. And I found life itself, right? It's not just she found, she got her life back. She found the real life itself with the Lord Jesus Christ. So she said, I'm not letting go. I'm not leaving you, Lord. So she started her journey at that point. She said, I'm going after the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is speaking to our hearts. In our lives, if we look back, when did we make a commitment to God? What is our starting point? When do we say, okay, this is my starting point? If we have a starting point, God says, continue to pursue after the kingdom of God. Continue to go after the kingdom of God. Don't get distracted. Don't get sidetracked. Don't get cold. Don't get consumed with yourself. The rest of the disciples got consumed with himself. They said, oh boy, I can get arrested. I can get killed. They feared for their lives. These were the ones who actually said, Lord, I will die for you. Right? Last week we saw that one of the disciples, when Jesus said he was going to go and raise Lazarus from the dead, he said, come, let's also go and die with him. As if he was going to really die. When the real thing happened, when the opportunity was given to them to take a stand for Jesus Christ, the Bible says everyone fled. John came back later to the cross. Peter tried following and he denied Jesus Christ three times. But this one woman continued following. She continued following to the cross. She went and saw where they laid him. And she came back again to the tomb. Look at the love she had for the Lord Jesus Christ. God is asking us this question, how much love do you have for Jesus Christ? What is your love level for the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you love him with all your heart, mind, soul and strength? There is a price. There is a prize, P-R-I-Z-E, when we love God with all our hearts, mind, soul, and strength. Jesus Christ himself becomes our prize. There's no greater prize than the Lord becoming our prize. The Lord told Abraham one day, he said, Abraham, I am your exceeding great reward. Not just houses or wealth or families or goats and sheep, you know, cattle, whatever. He said, I myself, that means the maker of heaven and earth, he's saying, I am your exceeding great reward. You cannot have a better reward than that. God being your reward himself. And so with Mary, she didn't expect anything. She just loved Jesus Christ. So this Sunday morning, she got up. While it was still dark, while it was very difficult for her to get up and go, the human sense, She made the effort not only to get up and go, but she overcame fear. She overcame what people would say. She overcame what can happen to her. She overcame all the threats because they had Roman guards over there by the tomb of Jesus. What is she going to do, a little woman, right? Going to the tomb by herself. But she did go. And let's go and see what happened over here. Let's go to the half, last half of verse 1. It says, And she found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. Verse 2. She ran and found Simon Peter and other disciples, the one whom Jesus loved. She said, they have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb. We don't know where they have put him. Now she's in distress. She didn't say, okay, you know, the body is not there. The tomb is empty. The stone has been rolled away. Something has happened. Oh no, I don't know who is hiding where, right? That's human tendency. When they see something is wrong. They don't want to get hurt. We all try to go and hide. Mary was not like that. In her heart, she said, something happened to the body of the Lord. I need to find out what happened. That was her love for Jesus Christ. She ran now to the men over here, to Peter and John, and she says, they have taken away the body of my Lord. Something has happened. We need to find out what happened. I need to get the body of Jesus Christ back. Now she didn't have that Revelation that Jesus rose again from the dead. She wanted one thing, even if it's a dead body of Jesus, I need that. See the love that she had. See the love that she had. 
She was not looking for silver or gold. She was not looking for a title, for a name, for fame or for money. He is dead. Jesus is dead. It's the dead body of Jesus. Nobody wants to associate with him because they are afraid of death. But she said, I need that body, even if it's a dead body, I need the body of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you today. Do you really love God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength? Even if Jesus doesn't give you anything, even if he does not give you anything, he will. But even if he does not give you anything, will you still say, Lord, I want you. More than life itself, I want you, Lord. More than life itself. You can take away everything I have, Lord. I still want you. That was the spirit of Mary Magdalene. May God help us to be like that. In all our circumstances, even during fearful circumstances, never to back away from our commitment to the Lord. Never to back away from following Jesus Christ. Never to go into hiding like the rest of them. Men did. She went all alone. And she found the empty tomb. The stone was rolled away. Now let's see what happened. She went and she called Peter and John and they both came. Verse 3 says, Peter and the other disciples started out for the tomb. Verse 4, they were both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb. So two disciples are running, Peter and John, they are both running, and John, he outran Peter. So that means John was more anxious, right? John said, I got to go and see. This woman is saying that the stone has been rolled away, that the tomb is empty. I got to go and see. So John outran Peter. There was some intensity in John, more than Peter. Maybe Peter couldn't physically run, maybe John ran faster, doesn't matter. But the point is, John made an effort to run faster than Peter. He said, I got to go and see what is happening. Whatever Mary Magdalene is saying, is that true? Could that be? So now these two, out of the other 12, these two said, we're going to step out. We're going to leave our comfort zone. We're going to get out of our hiding and we're going to run. And one outran the other. Now the other one says, okay, she went and she came back. Let me go. A woman, out of all the disciples, made the effort to show the way. She went and she went and saw. The stone had been rolled away and she came and gave the information to the men. Now what did they do? This gave strength to the men here. God is speaking to our hearts. Even if you're a woman, sometimes you'll be in a position where you have to take the lead. Sometimes you'll be in a position where the man is not as strong in that circumstance. Many families when the women say, okay, my husband is not doing anything, so I'm not going to do anything. anything." There'll be a disaster there. Somebody has to take the lead. Whether it's a man or a woman, somebody has to take the lead. One person One person in a family, if they take the lead, fast and pray for the family, God can bring the entire family. So God is speaking to our hearts, whether it's a man or a woman, it doesn't matter. Somebody has to take the lead. And so over here, Mary Magdalene, weaker vessel, took the lead and she ran forward. And then she saw something out of the ordinary and she came back and she told him. It's not that she got scared and she said, I'm going to stay home, you go. No. She also went. Now these two men ran, and out of them, one made the effort to run faster than the other. He had the intensity. He said, I got to go see, because this disciple, if you look in the book of John, it will say, the one whom Jesus loved. So he was the one who was leaning on the bosom of Jesus, which was John, the apostle. So he obviously ran faster than Peter. So he made the effort. So if you look at your life and my life in our Christian walk with God, like we saw a couple of weeks ago, When we become a new believer, we walk into that river where the river is just ankle deep. Then we walk further, then the river goes up to knee deep. Then we walk further, then the river goes up to hip deep. Then we walk further, then it goes to the shoulder depth. Then it goes up the head where you can swim in that river. There are stages where the Holy Spirit takes us deeper and deeper as we walk. It's a glorious walk. It's not a frightening walk, it's a glorious walk. Where the Spirit of the Lord teaches us to swim and enjoy in the river of God. So just like that, over here, there are different stages we see. One over here had strong, intense love which said, no matter what it is, if I die, I die. I'm going to go 
see the body, even if it's the dead body of Jesus. I need that. And she went there. That's number one. Number two was one who outran the other, right? Out of all the twelve. So three outstanding people here. Within the three, you have Mary Magdalene, number one. John the Apostle, number two. And Peter, number three. All three went there. God is looking at us and he's asking, where is your love level? Are you like Mary Magdalene? Are you like John, who said, I'm going to run with an intense desire to see what has happened to Jesus? And are we like Peter? Or are we like the rest of the people at home? Afraid. Don't know. Think that Jesus is dead and it's end of story. Have no faith. Sitting inside. Not making any attempt. Do not care about the body of Jesus Christ. Now, we see here what happened after they both ran. Something important takes place here. Verse 4. They both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. 5. He stooped and looked in and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. That's John. Then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there, while the cloth that had covered Jesus' head was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. Two people ran, one outran the other, but he only went to the entrance and he looked, and he stayed there. He didn't go in. But the other one who came a little slow, he went in to see what happened. Now you see there's a change that's taking place over here. Jesus says, right, many times, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. You know, like the hare and the tortoise race. It's very important when we finish, how we finish. And so, he ran, John ran, he came to see, but he didn't make the effort to really go in. Now, Peter had a little more. He said, I'm going to go in and I'm going to see what happened. He went and saw. God is speaking to us one more time. He's saying, Where are we in our walk with the Lord? Are we just anxious? We want the Lord. We love the Lord. We want to do things for the Lord. But we run to the tomb. But once we see it, we say, okay. It's not there. So what can we do? We get discouraged and just stay there? Or are we like Peter who say, I want to go and see. It should be there somewhere. I need to find this and go there. Further inside the tomb. Now something else happens here. Let's see what happened right after that. Verse 8. Then the disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in and he saw and believed. What did he believe? He believed what Mary Magdalene said. That the tomb is empty. He didn't believe that Jesus rose from the dead. He believed that the body of Jesus is missing. That what this woman said is true. Until then they didn't believe. They said, that should be there. Who's going to take that dead body? Right? Crucified dead body. Shattered dead body. Who's going to take that? Nobody wanted. Nobody came and stood for him while he was crucified. Nobody came and fought for his rights. Nobody. Who's going to come for the dead body after he's dead? So they didn't believe actually what Mary said. But they came and said, because she said something, we've got to come and see. Is it true? But when they saw that, they believed that the body was missing. Verse 9. For until then, they still hadn't understood the scriptures that said, Jesus must rise from the dead. Then they went home. What did they do? They saw Jesus was not there. They said, oh no, he's not there. We don't know what happened. Okay, he's not there. Let's go home. They went home. Verse 11, key verse in this entire chapter. Mary was standing outside the tomb crying. And as she wept, She stooped and looked in. She saw the men. The men came. They saw everything. Jesus was not there. They left her and they all went. They went back home. Jesus is not there. His body is not there. We don't know what happened. They went back home. One person who said, even if it's a dead body, I need that dead body, didn't go back home. She stood there crying. Her heart was after the Lord Jesus Christ. She stood there weeping and she said, I need the body of Jesus Christ. Where did they take him? What happened to him? And she looked in. She was crying and she looked in. It's not like she was not coming to verify an information from a third person. She is desperate for Jesus Christ. Many times people will come come to a place or come to a meeting to see, oh, what kind of miracle is that? Did it really happen? 
or maybe they are just exaggerating or maybe it happened or maybe I can get something and go. But a few people will come with true thirst and hunger for the Lord Jesus Christ. Mary Magdalene was like that. The disciples left, but she stayed. She stood weeping. She was crying. You don't see that with Peter and John. You don't see Peter and John staying there. Even though John was lying on the bosom of Jesus, you don't see him staying there crying. Oh, where did they take away the body of Jesus? What happened to him? No, they both went home. But Mary stood there. You see the difference in her love for the Lord Jesus Christ? There is a difference. There's a huge difference. She stood, she stood there crying. Let's read verse 12. Then when she stood there crying and she stooped and she looked in, she saw two white-robed angels, one sitting at the head and the other at the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. God is speaking to our hearts. Revelation and supernatural is only for those who truly love Jesus Christ. Who truly pursue him with all their hearts, mind, soul and strength. It's not for somebody who just want to be a spectator. It is not for somebody who says, oh, I'm just coming just to investigate. Oh, I love Jesus, I'm also a disciple. Revelation from God is not just for people who say, I am a disciple too. John was a disciple, called of God. Peter was a disciple, chosen, called of God. But Mary was a woman who came and got her healing from God and then became a disciple of God. You don't see Jesus going and choosing Mary while she was fishing. No. Mary came to Jesus because she had a need and God delivered her and she made the choice to follow Jesus for the rest of her life. Isn't that beautiful? To whom much is forgiven, God says. Much love is poured out. She was delivered from seven devils. I'm sure many people got delivered too from a lot of demons. But she was somebody Jesus found worthy of following the Lord Jesus Christ. And so she went all the way over there. She said, I am not going home. Lord, I am not going home. What happened and what did she do? She stooped in. It was not like how John did. It was not like how Peter did. Just looked and ran. She cried and she said, I want my Lord. And she went inside and she saw the angels sitting over there. She saw two white robed angels. One sitting on the head and the other on the foot of the place where the body of Jesus had been lying. If you want to have a supernatural encounter with God. If you want to see greater things that God has for you. God has for me. But we really need to be lovers of Lord Jesus Christ. Really need to be lovers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Forsaking all, all our desires, all our passion, whatever we think, all our fears has to go under our feet. And we have to say, Lord, no matter what it is, whether it's life or death, I'm going after you, Jesus. Till my very last breath, I'm going after you, Jesus. I'm not going to be cold towards the things of God. I'm not going to be a spectator. I'm not just going to come and look. But I am going to follow you faithfully to the very end. Dear woman, why are you crying? She's saying, because they have taken away my Lord, she replied. And I don't know where they have put him. She turned to leave and saw someone standing there. It was Jesus, but she didn't recognize him. She's crying there. What she's saying? They have taken away my Lord. And I don't know where they put him. She's saying, if I know where they put him, if I would only know, I would go and take him. I don't know. Somebody is asking her another question. Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her, verse 15. Who are you looking for? The angel spoke to her. Now, there's a deeper revelation because she didn't give up. She didn't say, oh, I saw the angels and I told him and he didn't give me any answer. He didn't stop there. God saw her earnest heart. She was not going to go. She was going to be hanging around there. Even if she looked like she's going to turn, she's not somebody who's going to go. Jesus appeared to her. Jesus says, Dear woman, why are you crying? It broke the heart of Jesus Christ. Her tears broke the heart of Jesus Christ. We saw last week, right? When Mary and Martha cried and all the people cried, who cried? Jesus cried. Jesus sees our heart. He's a compassionate father. When we cry, he cries with us. 
And Jesus saw her crying and he's asking, Dear woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who are you looking for? Now Jesus knows the answer for this already. He's trying to get her attention. He's giving her a surprise gift. Jesus giving her a surprise gift, gift, which is himself, appearance of himself. She thought he was the gardener. She is so much in sorrow. She doesn't even know what is happening, who is talking to her. She's crying. Sir, she said, if you have taken him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will go and get him. Just think about that statement. She's a woman. We can't just go and go somewhere where somebody has embalmed and wrapped a dead body that we can even carry and come. Right? Her desire for Jesus Christ was so strong. You tell me where you put my Lord. Right? She's telling the gardener. Who she thought was a gardener. She said, if you can only tell me where you put my Jesus Christ, I want that dead body. Even if it's that dead body, I want that dead body. Give me that Jesus. Give me that Jesus. You know what? If the dead bones of Elisha can raise people from dead. If the dead bones of a prophet can do wonders, how much the dead body of Jesus, right? She said, give me that dead body. We may think, oh, she's not in her right mind. Oh, no. She knew exactly what she was talking. She loved the Lord Jesus Christ. She was desperate for the body of Jesus Christ. She said, this is my Lord. They have taken him away. I want him. I will take him. She didn't say, I'll go back and call, you know, the disciples and we'll come. No. She said, tell me where you laid him. I will take him. Look at the passion she had for the Lord Jesus Christ. God is speaking to our hearts. How much do we really love Jesus Christ? She saw Jesus on the cross. She saw him bleeding in his head. She saw his face completely disfigured. She saw the nails in his hands. She saw the nails in his leg. She saw his body completely beaten. Her heart was broken. She saw everything. Yet she came back again to the tomb. She didn't say, now I'm in depression. I'm in great depression. I am broken. I cannot function anymore. I am really affected by this traumatic scene. It's too much for me. So I am going to be crying inside the room. I have no strength to get up and go. She was a strong woman. She was a loving, strong woman. One who really loved Jesus Christ, yet she had that inner strength. Though she witnessed all of that, she said, they did this to my Lord now. I need that body. I need to see. I need to see Jesus. Even if it's a dead body, I need to see that. May God speak to our hearts. Truly love Jesus with all our hearts, mind, soul, and strength. Even if we don't get anything, that's what God is speaking to us. Even if it's a dead body, even if you think you don't get anything, you won't get anything from this Jesus. People can say, what do you get from Jesus? What are you going to get from Jesus? We need to tell them, even if I don't get anything from Jesus, I will still follow Jesus. Because he is the way, the truth, and the life. He's everything. Because he gave his life for me. And nobody would do that for me. And so, Jesus does something wonderful here. Once she said to Jesus Christ, Lord, tell me where this body of Jesus is. I will go and get him. Jesus called her by her name. You know what a special thing when the Lord calls somebody by their name? Jesus said in a loving voice, Mary, Jesus said. She turned to him and cried out, Rabboni, which in Hebrew, for teacher. If we go after the Lord Jesus Christ with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, not only will we see the kingdom of God, not only will we have a supernatural encounter with God, not only will we just see Jesus, there's a progressive revelation. First, it's angels. Then, it's Jesus, like a gardener. But then, it was Jesus himself. God is speaking to you as a prophecy. You want Jesus? Go after him with all your heart. Don't stop where you say, oh, I see the tomb, he's not there. Don't be satisfied, I'm a disciple. I'm a disciple. I followed him three and a half years. I saw all that he did, I'm a disciple. No. Go after him with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, as Mary Magdalene did. Don't just go to the tomb and say, okay, I see that he's not there. We can't do anything, let's go back home. Be like Mary, stand there and say, 
Lord, I'm not going here. I need the body of Jesus. Even if it means persecution. Even if it means I'm not going to get anything, I'm going to stand there. It took so much of intense love within her that she had to stand there and talk to another man. She could have thought, oh, this guy can go and tell the Roman soldiers. They can just put me in jail. I'm coming here and asking for the body of Jesus. They had guards over there. Maybe they took him to another location. I'm asking here, standing here, asking for the body of Jesus. She overcame everything. She didn't care whether she was going to be dead or alive. She said, I care about the body of Jesus. God wants us to become people like that. Truly care about his kingdom. Lord, not myself. Not about me. When he didn't care about himself, he made himself of no reputation. Jesus Christ emptied himself. He left heaven and he emptied himself. And he came down to save you and me. How much do we think that we need to do for Jesus Christ? We cannot repay. But we can do one thing. We can empty ourselves and say, Lord, fill me. We can empty ourselves and say, Lord, I don't want to think about reputation. I don't want to think about status. I don't want to think about anything, Lord. I want to seek your kingdom first. We can do that, right? That's something that we can do. When we do that, when we really pursue God, God is guaranteeing you something today. God will definitely give us a revelation of where Jesus is. God will not only give us a revelation of where Jesus is, God will reveal himself to us. Not only will God reveal himself to us in a secondary manner, but he will actually reveal himself, like how he revealed himself to Mary. He will call you by your name. God will call you by your name. God will literally call you by your name. God is an amazing God. God says, don't stand there. Don't stop there. Pursue Jesus with all your heart. Pursue Jesus with all your soul. Pursue Jesus with all your strength. The moment Jesus said, Mary, Mary recognized the voice of Jesus. He said, oh, this is my Lord. This is my teacher. She wanted to fall at his feet and hold his feet. Jesus said, don't cling to me, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father. But go, find my brothers and tell them, I'm ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene found the disciples and told them, I've seen the Lord. Then she gave them this message. I'm going to close with this. We need to understand something very solemn here. Very profound here. Mary who came there just to see the dead body of Jesus, even though it was dead body, saw the risen Lord Jesus Christ. She saw the risen Lord Jesus Christ. Not only was she just satisfied, she said, oh, I'm so happy I saw Jesus, he's alive. Jesus gave her a commission. She was the first evangelist or apostle, I should say, sent by God back to the disciples to say, go tell the disciples. Go find them. Go find them and let them know that I am alive. I revealed myself to you that I am alive. Now you go and tell them, right? They're getting secondhand information now. God says, if you love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, make Jesus your priority. Let him become your everything. Let him consume your life. Let Jesus Christ dominate your life. Jesus has guaranteed Jesus will visit you. Jesus will visit you. Jesus will come to where you are. Jesus will visit you. Jesus will tell Mary. He will tell you just like he told Mary Magdalene. Go and tell everybody. Go and tell everybody. It's not just a revelation that to be kept, that is to be kept, but to be shared with everybody. Good news is to be shared with everybody. But she became the first woman, first person, first human being to carry the gospel. The good news of the resurrection of Jesus Christ to everybody. What a privilege. What a privilege, right? The twelve disciples were called of God, but who was really commissioned? The one who went after Jesus Christ. So, don't worry. Sometimes you would think, oh, was I called or I not called? Don't worry about any of these things. Worry about seeking God in his kingdom first. If you seek God in his kingdom first, Jesus Christ will say, this is my dependable vessel. This is the one who loves me and I can count on. And he will tell you what you need to do. He can give you a message that only you can give to other people. People are dying in this world without the Lord Jesus Christ. So many people are dying every single day. Going into hell towards eternity without the Lord Jesus Christ. God has shown me twice 
in the spirit, I've seen twice. Two different kinds of, I won't say vision, I saw in the spirit. People falling into hell. Droves going into hell. In chains. People who have defiled their garments. People who have their salvation garments ripped and torn. Who decided at one point, I don't want Jesus anymore. We're in chains. God set them free, but they went back into bondage. In chains, in lines, falling into hell. And God also showed me another thing in the spirit. Like a large, long conveyor belt. And on that belt I saw many, many, many skulls. And I saw a woman. A demonic, very demonic woman. Sitting with her legs stretched out with a hand like that she said. These are mine. These are mine. Immoral spirit. Seducing spirit. Seduced so many people. And what is she saying? All these skulls are mine. Demonic spirit. Who's saying, these are my trophies. All these souls that I've taken to hell, these are skulls. What does Proverbs chapter 5 say? Dead men's bones are found there. Where? In the house of an immoral woman. May God speak to our hearts. That God gave a beautiful commission to Mary Magdalene. You know what? Take my message of good news to these people. Because I don't want anyone to perish. I don't want to see another skull. I don't want to see another man or another woman falling into that hell. If you and I don't go and give that message to those who are in need, who will do that? Who will do that? Jesus Christ could have just gone and he could have just whispered that message everywhere. No, that's not how it works. He uses human beings. He told Mary Magdalene, go tell everybody. Go tell your brethren. Go find them and go tell them. Do we have that burden? For the lost. That burden for the lost will only come when we have that love for Jesus Christ. Intense love for Jesus Christ. We'll say, Lord, I will stand at the foot of the cross. Lord, I will stand in front of the tomb. Lord, I will cry in front of the tomb until I see you, Jesus. May God help us to be like Mary Magdalene. May God help us to have that intense burning love for Jesus Christ. And be counted worthy by the Lord Jesus Christ to give revelation commission. With commission goes anointing. Commission is not just a commission just like that. With the commission goes the anointing. God bless us all. May God speak to our hearts. Continue to speak to our hearts. I would really encourage you to meditate on this passage throughout this week. Say, Lord, I was not born in this world just to be a somebody. Just to be a somebody who just do something. Just to finish my whatever work I have on this earth and just go. God has a specific work for each one of us. Specific work for each one of us. Just like God told Mary Magdalene, go and tell. God has a specific work for us to do. In our homes, in our workplaces, wherever we go, God says, I want to use you. But I want you to come to a place where you have an encounter with me. I want you to have an encounter with me. Just like Mary Magdalene stood there and had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. See, somebody coming and telling you that Jesus rose from the dead and you passing the second-hand information is very different from somebody seeing God and running with that excitement. I saw the Lord. He is risen. I saw Him. You think she would have just walked slowly? She would have ran. You think she would have just ran inside and she would have said, Hey, I saw Jesus outside. No. She would have screamed, right? That's what we would have done. That's what a normal person would have done. Screamed. Because, number one, that is her Lord. Number two, he was dead and he is alive. When you receive the message from the Lord Jesus Christ, you will have that excitement, you will have that life in you. And it will actually cause other people to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Shall we all stand up together? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. They have taken away my Lord. I don't know where they've laid him. They've taken away my Lord. I don't know where they've laid him. Jesus said, Mary, are you crying? Thinking that they've taken away your Lord? You don't know where they've laid him. You wish 
You can find it. I'm right here. You came for a dead body, but I'm giving my revelation to you. I'm showing myself alive to you. God says he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or imagine. She came to see a dead body, but instead she saw the living, risen Jesus Christ and he spoke to her. He called her by her name and he commissioned her to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ to the rest of the people, to the rest of the called disciples. Thank you, Jesus. You may feel that you are so little. You may feel, Lord, I don't know what I can do now. I am so insignificant. I'm not talented. I don't know much. God says you don't need to know much. All you need to have is love for the Lord Jesus Christ. God is not looking for talents. God is not looking for skills. God is not looking for charisma. God is looking for a true love that would overcome everything, every circumstance, that would overcome fear, that would overcome pain, that would overcome tiredness, that would overcome depression, that would overcome everything. And run to see God. The Lord Jesus Christ is asking each one of us this question. Are you running to see God every day? Are you running to seek Jesus Christ every day? Are you going to see Him? Are you going in the morning? How is your prayer life? Are you seeking Him with all your heart? What is your intensity? If you really go and seek Him with all your heart, guaranteed you are going to have an encounter with Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ will reveal himself to you. Jesus Christ will talk to you. How is your prayer life? Are you like the rest of the disciples who didn't make any effort? Who are constantly thinking about themselves, saying that, oh, we were with the Lord Jesus Christ these three and a half years and now he's gone and what's going to happen to us? And me, 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 me. Or are we like the disciples who said, okay, let me go and see. Somebody's saying this. I'm hearing this sermon today. Let me go and try and see. And then do something a little bit and discontinue doing it. God is speaking to your hearts. Do you have a steady prayer life? Are you going to see Jesus Christ every day in the morning? Is He truly the lover of your soul? Are you thirsting after Him? Are you seeking him with all your heart? The Lord wants you to make that commitment to God. Lord, I don't know how. Lord, I don't even know how I'm going to do it. I feel so weak inside. My strength is so small. God says it doesn't matter. Even if your strength is so small, even if your body feels weak, If Mary Magdalene can do that, you can do it. You need to make that effort to say, Lord, more than anything, I love you, Jesus. More than my own life, I love you, Jesus. I'm going to come out of that me syndrome, Lord. I'm going to come out of myself, Lord. I'm not going to make any excuses anymore for not seeking you. I'm not going to allow other things to occupy myself, my mind, my time. I'm not going to give excuses. Everything else is an excuse, the Holy Spirit says. We should not have any excuse in our lives to say why we are not reading God's word and why we are not praying. Why we are not really seeking after the living God. Mary Magdalene went seeking after the dead Jesus. But we are seeking after the living Jesus. We should be seeking now after the living Jesus because he's risen from the dead. If she can go after her dead Lord, how much more you and I, knowing that he's risen from the dead, Every time we go to him, he will talk to us. He will reveal himself to us. We should not go just halfway through. Just read a little bit. And do it as an obligation or a duty. The Holy Spirit is speaking to our hearts. 
we have not had a consistent prayer life, tell the Lord, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Jesus. I want to really begin seeking you, Lord, with all my heart. With all my heart. Some of us have sought him, but we've sought him like Peter and John. Came up to the tomb and looked. We didn't press in. Jesus is speaking to you. I know you love me, but I want you to go all the way through. Love me with all your heart like Mary Magdalene. Don't allow anything else to come between you and I. Don't allow anything else to crowd our time together. Don't allow anything else to take away that prayer time which is so precious. Thank you, Jesus. God is giving you this time to truly assess yourself before the Lord, where you stand. Lord, am I like the disciples who are inside the house, who are afraid to come out? Or am I like Peter, who ran and who went and looked into the tomb and then went back? Am I like John, who even outran Peter and then slowed down after that? Or am I like Mary Magdalene, who will go and see and who will make every effort to go back and again and come back again and say, Lord, I'm not going. I need my Lord. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. May God help us to be like Mary Magdalene. Go to him every day and say, I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to give you a minute. Just tell the Lord. However you feel in your heart, it's okay to tell God exactly how you feel. But after that, you need to ask God for strength and say, Lord, I want to be like Mary Magdalene. Change me, Jesus. The beautiful thing with the Lord Jesus Christ is he will change us. He never says, oh, you're like the rest of the people. I'm upset with you. No. Jesus says, I want to change you. I want to give you the strength. I want to change you. I pray that you will touch us, Lord, this afternoon. Do you strengthen our hearts, strengthen our minds, strengthen our bodies, O oh Lord. Help us, Lord, to go with a resolve. In our hearts, O oh Lord, saying that, Father, many times I get distracted, many times. I put other things ahead of you. I don't want to do it anymore that way. I want to love you truly with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Because you loved me first, Lord. With all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, you loved me, Lord. How many of you at least do that?
you died for me help me to at least live for you Jesus help me to at least come every day and talk to you Lord to read your word to see what you have for me help me to truly love you passionately Father each one of us we need a revelation from you we need many revelations from you we want to see you Jesus hallelujah we want to walk with you Jesus we want to listen from you Jesus Lord i pray that you will save us from ourselves save us from ourselves save us from ourselves oh lord save us lord from ourselves the desires of our hearts which are contrary to you lord save us from ourselves help us to keep our priorities right oh lord to truly seek you lord to go after the risen lord to seek after the living lord hallelujah to be like mary magdalene oh lord not let go of you until we hear from you until we find you until we go and do what you told us to do just like she did she ran back and told the disciples exactly what Jesus told her to help us to be like that oh lord bless us oh father bless us this week bless each and every day of this week i pray may goodness and mercy follow us throughout this week oh lord I pray that you'll open us opportunities Lord to share your love to others Lord around us. Bless us O oh Father. Help each and every single person who is here to experience the goodness of God in the land of the living. Help us to be the head and not the tail, to lend and not borrow, to be above and not beneath, to seek you and your kingdom first so everything else will be added to us so that we can serve you effectively Lord Jesus. And we thank you for doing this. May our sorrow be turned to joy. Our night today, our morning to laughter. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen. I'm sure